Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Once again, on today's episode, Steele and I going under the hood, this time breaking down our drafts from our casual league, league number two with our listeners out there, draft wins, steals, and slips, breaking it all down for you on Friday's episode. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You heard the music and you know what time it is. It is time for your source for fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Shout out and a huge thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Steele and I are ready to get started on this season, baby. And that means we're breaking it down once more for y'all. I know there's some listeners out there. They've been dropping comments on the YouTube channel, Steele. Draft is tonight. Draft is this upcoming weekend. So I think you and I taking a look at our last draft that we've done is going to continue to help everyone out there. Listen, Steele. You have been crushing it with these drafts. So what I want to do is turn it right over to you once again to break down your squad. I'm going to break down mine, but let's just also be clear. When we've called our leagues the casual and competitive leagues, that has nothing to do with the casualness of our GMs in the league. It was more about how we're describing the money entry fee because both of these leagues, I think, still are going to be intense from start to finish. It's going to be very intense and it's going to be very competitive. Yeah, it's just it's just about the entry fee. One was yep. $20, one was $50, but yep. they're they're both going to be competitive. Let's get right into the draft results from the casual league. I had the fourth overall pick here, and so obviously mm-hmm. I went straight back to my boy Nathan McKinnon, the Nate dog uh, over there in Colorado. I love drafting Nathan McKinnon. I typically I've gotten the Great fourth, uh, the fourth overall pick. It seems like that's my, that's my go-to. It just happens to be that way for the most part. So it seems like I get that uh-huh. pick a lot. So I always draft Nathan McKinnon. So Nathan McKinnon in the first round, then John Tavares. I've actually never, I can't remember the last time I've had a Toronto Maple Leaf player on my fantasy team. So I had to go get Ooh, him. Okay. Uh, I had to go get Johnny T with my second round pick. But then I went back to the I well. I, I went back to the well. I picked up Miro Heiskanen with my third round pick, like I did in the other nice. draft. Also uh, nice. drafted Zach Hyman in the fourth, then Victor Hedman, and I changed my uh, my strategy up a little bit. In that competitive league, uh, I fumbled the bag a little bit drafting goaltenders. I went out mm-hmm. and drafted Stuart Skinner in the sixth round because I wanted to make sure I had at least a starting goaltender or at least a competitive one. Carter Verhage next in the seventh, then Patrick Line in the eighth. Uh, I, I think, you know, we'll get to Patrick Line and some of these uh, steals and stuff, but I'll, I'll talk about him in a little bit. Vili Husso mm-hmm. in the ninth round, Gustav Forsling in the 10th, Tarasenko, yeah. Lucas Raymond, Anders Lee again in the 13th, Mark Andre Fleury, Logan Couture, Jake Wallman, your boy Lucas Reichel, and then Nikita <laughs> Zadorov in the 18th round. So, uh, I, I really like the way my team shaped up here again, you know, comparing it to the competitive one. I, I really don't know which one I like better because on one hand I have Connor McDavid. It's just absolutely great right. to see him on my fantasy team, but on the casual league, the one, the team that I just listed off, it's more well-balanced all around. You know, I, I really like my defensive mm-hmm. group. I like my forwards. I have three goaltenders that I can switch going, yeah. uh, going back and forth. I was to. just going to say. So yep. the fact that I've got goaltenders to rely on, I really like my defensive group as well. 
And I've really mixed up, uh, you know, and got a lot of depth on the forward guys that players that you and I both like. So I like the way it turned out. What do you think about my team so far? What I love the most, I think, Steele, is you adapted from some of your missteps, perhaps, in our first draft. And you yeah. were very clear about that on yesterday's episode. That, And same with me. We didn't almost employ, well, we tried to employ our strategies of waiting for goalies. And then players just started going off the board fast and furious. And I think you even addressed it right here in your next draft by going after and securing a guy in Stuart Skinner that I think you were after in the first draft. And he just got swept up from under you. And you address your goaltending depth ahead of time and really kind of adapted to what you thought were your missteps. So I think, number one, I'm loving the balance of your squad. I'm feeling that. And the fact that you have a rotation of, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury is not going to be the number one guy we don't think in Minnesota. That's going to be Gustafson. But he is still getting paid a lot of money, and we know he can still get it done. Is he a little bit more streaky now than he has been at other points of his career? Maybe, but you know Billy Guerin up in that front office chair in Minnesota wants to see Flower get some looks. So I love that you have that security blanket. I talked about that yesterday when I went to the waiver wire, and I picked up Sam Montembeau to back up my goaltenders. Let me hit you with my rewind very quickly on my team, Steel, because I was a victim of having to jump off this draft power outages, bad <laughs> Wi-Fi, family commitments, and it's no excuse. But here is what happens when you have to auto-draft at the back end of your draft, and I'll explain it very quickly. First through 18th round, I pick up Kirill Kaprizov at 11th overall steal. Let's also remember, I had 8th out of 16 in our competitive league, and I had 11th out of 16 in our casual <laughs> league. Not exactly the greatest starting points, but I'm okay with my squad in both leagues. Kaprizov, number one. Then I took Sorokin again. I know I took some heat for going early off the board, but he is my favorite goaltender out there aside from Jake Ottinger. So in both leagues, I went a little early on my goalies, and that was probably a fumbling of the bag on my part. I could have waited. And the same holds true for my third round pick. It started to go off the rails quickly for me here, Steele. Even though I love Marit Sider, I think that's a reach on a round by a round or two. I think he is much better suited in that fifth or sixth round. Third round was a little early, but I like what I've been doing here. Then I go Darnell Nurse, Bo Horvat, Drake Batherson. I address my second goalie in Aiden Hill, which again, I think Vegas is going to be good. And I think Aiden Hill is going to get the shot to be that number one. But Logan Thompson concerns me. But then I have a number of really nice picks in a row that I think are going to fill out my categories nicely. Ke'Andre Miller, Nazem Kadri, Mark Stone, and David Perron. And I think that was my maybe right where I started to jump off. And it was auto draft season, baby. David Perron, Tyson Berry, Noah Hannafin, Tori Krug, Michael Backlund, Kevin Hayes, and Frank Vetrano. And let's be very honest, Steele. And we can break it down right after. After this break, because I think we should go to break. Let me know what you think about that. But I think the back end of that draft got very <laughs> dicey for me. And this is where we have to learn our lessons, people. At least load up your queue or at least do what you can. I obviously had to bail steal and I had to pay the piper on that one. But we'll talk about my team. I did a few waiver wire moves to address this situation. But we got to continue to address our friends from Bird Dogs because today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Golf season might be winding down, Steel, but we are still loving all of our swag from Bird Dogs. I gave a couple of pairs to my father-in-law, and let me just tell you, the big lad is looking sharp. From the clubhouse to the course, Bird Dogs have got you covered. The shorts do the same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts. They're not made. They're made of that restricting cotton stretches, so you get the slimmer fit through having to sacrifice for movement. 
Bird Dogs uses that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. The Bird Dogs are amazing. You're never going to want to take them off. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your first order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. The NHL season starts next week, Tuesday, October 10th. And Locked On has put together the ultimate season preview for the Eastern and Western Conferences. You can find the episode available now on Locked On NHL or the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. We're going to continue on the draft results of Flip's mm. team, his casual <laughs> team. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the back-end draft results mm. as well as, you know, yes. the power outages continue. The uh, Those tra- yes. those uh, players were getting locked in. Look, I actually really like, I, you know, I know uh, we've talked about uh, not drafting goaltenders in the second round. You've done it in both mm-hmm. leagues now. I don't, yep. you know, again, I don't hate it. You you get Jake Hondre, <laughs> you get Elias Rorkin, you've got absolute studs. Yep. I actually don't mind Marit Sider in the third round because of what Detroit could possibly do this year. It maybe it's a, a couple of picks early, maybe it's a round too early, but still mm-hmm. third, third round, 43rd overall. I don't hate it. Then you back it up with Darnell Nurse, another fiery physical player for the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. You get Drake Batherson. I know you love him. I know you like Travis yes. Konechny. I know you like Keandre Miller. <laughs> so I'll start I'll start in the 13th round where where I think that you could probably go to the waiver wire or uh you know mm-hmm. just see how it pans out. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of Tyson Berry. I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to really produce that much. Maybe he gets some second power play time. Maybe he just starts firing off uh you know, those, uh, those, uh, second apples, uh, to, to acquire yeah. some of those points. But I, I, I don't really like Tyson Berry. I think I've already talked about Tory Krug. I don't think he's a draftable defenseman anymore. I think you could pretty much just drop him and, and pick up anyone else. However, mm-hmm. what I will say about the back end of the draft, I really like Noah Hannafin drafting in the 14th mm-hmm. round. I actually really like Michael Backlund getting drafted in the 16th round by you because he does put up a ton of peripheral shot, uh, peripheral, uh, points. He gets shots, he yep. gets hits, he gets blocks. Even the points are up there from time to time. Maybe Kevin Hayes can get something done now that he's in St. Louis, but he is getting dropped down to the the third uh, third yes. line center position. He's not that first line centerman anymore, so mm-hmm. his uh, average time on ice is going to be dropped significantly, I, I assume. And then Frank Vitrano, I'm actually intrigued about what this player can do. His projections are actually pretty high, and I'm wondering if he can keep up with that hype uh in in yeah. in anaheim so that's an interesting player for me but i definitely think if you haven't already you could probably hit the waiver wire on some of those last couple of picks in in the last four rounds yeah frank vetrano is interesting steel i just think it's one of those really kind of flashy he's getting a bit of hype because he's going to get a, probably a good look in that top six. Maybe he's going to play alongside Mason McTavish. That's probably mm-hmm. where he's going to slot in. So I understand it. I just don't think we've really seen it from Frank Vitrano in his times of getting opportunities across his NHL career. So let me just explain what I did on the waiver wire very quickly. Tory Krug, you mentioned, 
And you also mentioned Kevin Hayes. Those were the first two players that I wanted to have off my team, honestly. And I know they still bring some value, but you highlighted the reasons why I wanted to get away from them. So that's what I did. I aimed at both of those guys on the waiver wire. I bring in Philip Deneau instead of Tory Krug. So I drop Krug for Deneau. I love having a piece of L.A. Philip Deneau is a very sound all-around centerman. He brings the peripherals a little bit. Sure, is his time on ice concerning because of he is down that lineup a little bit? There's so many good centermen in L.A. It's true. But if I'm bringing him in to fill out the peripherals instead of Tory Krug, I'm okay with that. And then to make sure I still do have some blue line support, I pick up a guy in Damon Severson. Dropping okay, Kevin yeah. Hayes for Severson because I think he's going to still get a really good look in Columbus. He's going to get a look on that top power play in Columbus, and we know the Blue Jackets are still going to struggle. But I think you and I can both agree there's a ton of offensive value there on that top power play unit. You mentioned Patrick Line, so maybe that's a nice little segue into that next. But those were my first two moves on the waiver wire to address what I thought was a week back end of my draft on the auto draft side. And then lastly, Frank, Frank Vetrano, I dropped for Dmitry Orlov. Again, looking for some more stability on my blue line. And I know Orlov is looking to perhaps be in the third pairing in Carolina because of how deep that blue line is. I believe he's getting some looks on the top power play or at least power play two. So I like what he's able to bring all the peripherals and realistically steal what I tried to do is look at guys who are going to get a little bit more run out, a little bit more ice time. And I think bring a little bit more balance to my squad because I think you made a good point. I got me my Konechny's. I got the Drake Bathersons. I like Kirill. I like Bo Horvat. Nazem Kadri should have a bounce Kadri. Nazem Kadri should have a bounce back. <laughs> and you know me. I've been loving my blue lines. Maurice Sider, Darnell Nurse, Keandre yeah. Miller, Noah Hannafin. And you're right. I'm concerned about Tyson Berry for the points you brought up. And how about, how about this? We know his success and value in fantasy hockey is tied to the power play side of things. Yeah. Not only is he not on the top power play right now in Nashville, Nashville finished 27th in the league in power play efficiency last year. So putting up points on the man advantage might be difficult for them to do regardless of who is on the ice. Yeah, I think it is going to be tough for him, but your blue line shaping up to be pretty nice. Uh, you know, after the waiver wire Thank additions, I, I really like my blue line, uh, the, you know, as I drafted Miro Heiskin, was my first defenseman. Then I went Victor Hedman uh, down here, Gustav nice. Forsling. Jake Wallman nice. and then Nikita Zadorov to fill out those uh, peripherals, yeah, I like the that blocks, too. the hits. And, uh, you know, he does get some stuff done uh, defensively as well. I, I think I mentioned Jake Wallman. So those are my five defensemen, maybe six defensemen on there. Five, five I like defensemen it. I drafted. I, I really like my defensive group. I like everything about how my team shaped out to be. I also mm -hmm. went to the waiver wire, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. Okay. But continuing on some of the things that I, I believe that I – did very well with yeah I, hit me because I, I got I two two guys on your team that i think were absolute steals for where you got I, I can't remember where i placed him before you know when we were doing uh you know some of our off-season content but even yeah. so i think patrick line in the eighth round at 125th overall i think to me i'm not sure if it's a steal i would say but i think it's an mm -hmm. excellent pick because again good value this this player really depends on if he's healthy or not we know that he can be a point per game player when he's in the lineup it happened for you last season you drafted him i can't remember what round i want to say like the sixth or maybe the fifth round and he yep. was a point per game fifth. player but he gets injured with all these fluky injuries like it's just like mm -hmm. so weird how he gets injured all the time 
But even so, I like Patrick Laine at number in the eighth round. I really like Gustav Forsling in the 10th round because he's going to be, he should be that number one guy in Florida before, you know, as Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour are rehabbing their injuries. I think it's an absolute sin. I think it's an absolute sin that Oliver Ekman Larson is the go-to guy on the first power play unit right now. I can't even imagine Gustav Forsling not even not being on that first power play, let alone Carter Verhage's not on the first power play unit right now. Yeah. So I'm not I'm yeah. not sure if they're trying to spread the love though. Anyways, Gustav Forsling in the 10th round, I really yep. like Lucas Raymond in the 12th. I've already mm-hmm. talked about Dylan Larkin and what he could potentially do. If Lucas Raymond's on that right. top line, which he will be, I like that a lot as well. So it fills out that dual eligibility left wing, right wing position. And then mm-hmm. Lucas Reichel in the 17th. I, you know, you've talked Bang. about him a lot. Bang. You've talked about him a lot. His projections are very, very high. He's going to be playing with Connor Bedard in Chicago. So for me, those are all the picks that I really, I think my whole team's great, to be honest. Not to toot my own horn, but I really like this <laughs> team. Those are my top picks right now. And mm-hmm. I honestly can't see a mistake where I really went wrong. I think I did a really good job at, at balancing this, this casual team out. I agree, Steele, and there's a couple of picks that I really like. The only thing I would have said is maybe a slight reach on Johnny T, but when you look into his numbers, he has been so consistently solid when it comes to the major categories of goals, assists, points, um, you know, hits as well. Yeah, he gets 80 hits or something like that. Yeah, he's still, and you know me, I'm right on the fence of like, I wanted to get away from Tavares before his value starts to really decline because I think it's coming given that his foot speed and the bang and track record on this guy's body is starting to add up. That would be my only critique, honestly, Steele. And what I wanted to highlight is, number one, Verhage, you mentioned not being on the power play unit. He's been a bit banged up. I think he had a hamstring pull or some yeah. sort of injury. Yeah, you're right. I think they're just they're just being a little wary with him, but he should be totally 100% good to go in a couple of days. But where I'm looking, Steele, Lucas Reichel in the 17th round is a steal. That's number one. And I think your biggest steal is at the 15th round in Logan Couture, a player that you have done a very yeah. nice job of highlighting his ability to still bring it. 20 power play points last year. Almost 200 shots on net, 67 points on a really bad Sharks team, one that brought in some interesting names under the radar. Mm. Are they going to be a successful club in the standings? I don't think so, but I think they might be a little bit more offensively balanced. I know they lost Eric Carlson. Anyhow, I'm really liking those two picks. Also, shout out Guelph, Ontario, Logan Couture, good Guelph boy. I like what you've done with your squad. I like that we've also stuck to our guns on some of these players. The Jake Wallman's of the world that you love to talk about. Miro Heiskin is an absolute stud, which I think, Steele, when I look at you, where you got him, third round, 36th overall, I think that might be the perfect spot where I would have projected Miro Heiskin in. So I think yeah. you did a really good job, aside from balancing your team out, of getting the players in the good rounds or even stealing them and getting them in the later rounds because I'm thinking – your squad is a force to be reckoned with most definitely. And if you can get some really good performances to start from mm-hmm. the Carter Verhage's, from the Patrick Lines, the guys that we know can get it done, but sometimes, you know, go in spurts, you might be off to a really good running here. Hard for us to catch up. I, that's what I'm hoping for, baby. I, you know, I really, really, what I'm not really hoping for. Like, <laughs> I really like how this team shaped up. We're going to get to, you know, I like the fact that you bring up Logan Gutierrez because we're going to talk about my one waiver wire pickup before we wrap up this episode. But this episode is also brought to you by 
Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all on Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match show you, shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring today. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, hit mm-hmm. that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review, continue leaving the comments on the YouTube channel, continue DM- DMing us if you want, if you have any questions or just want to have a conversation. We appreciate all the uh, all the conversations and connections we've been making with our listeners out there. So thank you so much for that as well. And before we wrap up this episode, Flip, I don't know if you have anything else to talk about, but my one waiver wire pickup, and again, I've talked about this Mm. player so much over the last couple of weeks. And so Logan Couture, you're talking about Logan Couture. Again, that's one, uh, that's another great draft pick. I, uh, I believe as well in the 15th round, Um, you know, obviously it's a different situation for the San Jose Sharks, but he's still going to bring the boom. He's still going to bring the uh, the offensive uh, capabilities that we've seen in the past. He's physical. He does all the little things so, so well. So I really like Golgan Sure, I had to go draft him in the 15th round. But anyways, I'm not sure how long he's injured for. So I actually moved Logan Couture over to my IR spot, and I went out right. and picked up Matt Coronado, who oh. I've been talking about for a long time, taking a shot on some of these young kids. I, I, you know, I've been doing my research. I've been watching some of his highlights. I've been watching the tapes. I've been watching a lot mm-hmm. of the analysts talk about him. He is going to be a top six forward for the Calgary Flames. He will be on that second line right wing position. He will be playing with Nazem, Ka- Nazem Kadri and Dylan Dubé. He's going to get so much opportunity. And I'm going to bring up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the lineup, the lineup right now for the Calgary Flames. But he is going to get so yep. much opportunity with the Flames this upcoming season, and I think he's really going to uh, take advantage of what uh, of what the Flames are giving him right now. Even so, for some of these other guys as well, like Adam Ruzitska, Walker Dewar, uh, you know, a mm-hmm. few other players that we've talked about. You know, they're, they, it, you know, it, from the last time I've checked, they have switched up the lineups a little bit. So it looks like Matt yeah. Coronado is playing with Michael Backlund and Igor Sharangovich. That could change. Who knows what's going on with the Flames right now? But anyway, if he's playing on that second line with either Michael Backlund or Nazem Kadri or Dylan Dubé, it doesn't matter. He's getting so much opportunity with a, with elite talent and potentially some power play time on top of that as well. So I really think... Uh, He's going to be a special player for the Flames. I think his projections mm-hmm. for this next year are way too low. 
They don't even have, yeah. they don't even really have projections for Matt Coronado this upcoming season. Just says he's going to be playing 14 and a half minutes of ice time with zero goals, zero assists. So no projections at all, but I believe he could fall anywhere around 40 to 45 points if he's still continuing the entire season with the Flames and he's mm-hmm. playing on that second line. The Calgary Flames might be the hardest team for me to project where they overall finish and where their fantasy pieces go because of how rough of a squad they were to watch last year. And I've brought up the point of all the one goal games that they lost and could have won. To me, I think, you know, the behind the bench situation, the off ice situation, then you have Jonathan Huberto struggling. You have a guy in Markstrom who was in the mix for the Vesna one year ago. Then he's a shell of himself. Mm -hmm. We're calling for Dan Vladar. We're calling for Wolf. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen in Calgary Steel, but if I had to put money on it, and you know I like to do that, I would actually peg this team, and the West is pretty wide open at the bottom, as a team good enough to still be a playoff threat, especially yeah. if Markstrom can bring it back to what he can do. Agreed. That's the key for me. That's not rocket science. But if they do do that and they have that confidence back behind them of a number one goaltender because he was a shell of himself for most of the year last year, Steel, I think that's where you'll see the success of the Calgary Flames really ratchet up a notch. And I think that's where the confidence through these young pieces that you just mentioned will start to flow. They'll work with the veterans nicely in Backland and Nas and Lindholm up the middle. I actually like their center depth in Calgary. Yeah. I Very just good. think it really comes really comes down to the goaltender, and that would answer a lot more questions for me in terms of where I think the Coronados of the world go. So let's see how this team starts in terms of its overall quality, and then I'm ready to back up your predictions here on Coronado. Before we finish, though, I noticed a very interesting move from our boy. What, who made this move here in this casual league? Sunnyvale Trailer Park drops Toivu Teravainen, a guy with dual position eligibility. Right now, sure, he's slotting in on the third line in Carolina, so maybe that's why he got a little hasty and dropped him. But he picked up Matt Martin. What are your thoughts on this move, Steel? Because obviously Matt Martin brings pims and hits, and that's about it. But to- Toivu Teravainen gets on a heater to start the year. I think he's going to be a little bit upset that you bailed on a guy who we know has 50 to 60 point potential. Uh, Clearly he's just trying to fill out some of those other peripherals, like the penalty minutes and the hits, like you talked about. Uh, I think it's a hasty move in my opinion. Who, who, sorry, who was this? uh, Sunnyvale trailer park drop, drop Toivu Teravainen and added Matt Martin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think he's clearly just trying to fill out those. It's a little hasty. It's a little early, but he's just trying to clearly uh, fill out those other peripherals, like the penalty minutes and the hits and, and and just wanted to throw that out there, get a balanced team. But you know, it is what it is. If Tivo Teravainen does go on a hot start to to begin the season, then he's obviously going to, you know, face uh, or hands to the face. And uh, he's going to hit the chat hard. If that happens. Yeah. You got to hit the chat, get the, get, get, get the group chat going real chaotic with that. Um, yeah. but yeah, obviously just trying to fill out some peripheral visions from my understanding. I I so get I get it, but who knows what's going to happen with Tivo Teravine and he's been up and down the lineup in Carolina, but that's going to do it for today's episode with big flip Livingstone and my boy and myself, Steel Roden. Thank you for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast. Your first listen every single day. We're available Monday through Friday, seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. And thank you again so much for tuning in for today's podcast with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend up here in Canada, of course. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.